22 Sivan, Chaf Beis Sivan. Tzadik, his praise, 406. There were a number of inferences from what he said on this occasion. Again, we learned of the importance of our obligation to be with him for Rosh Hashanah. We had already known about it before, but from the length at which he spoke about it now, and from his awesome gestures, we understood even more how vital it was. This is something that cannot be conveyed in writing. We also learned that he earnestly wanted us to be with him in Uman for Rosh Hashanah every year after his death, and nothing is greater than this. We also learned how determined we have to be to break the obstacles which stand in the way of any holy action, especially the barriers against being with the Rebbe for Rosh Hashanah. These, more than any, must be broken completely. One must be so determined about being with him for Rosh Hashanah that even if the Rebbe himself were to advise against coming for Rosh Hashanah, one would pay no attention. In fact, the best thing is not even to ask him, because he would be sure to say not to come, whereas in point of fact, one must be absolutely insistent about being there. This applies to future generations as well. This concept of not asking relates to the dictum of the rabbis, that the path a person wants to travel is the path he is led in. Rashi cites the saying in his interpretation of the verse in Numbers 22.35, where Bilam was told, go with the men. We find the same concept in the episode of the sending of the spies, Numbers 13.1, see Sota 34b. Moses himself was compelled to send them, even though he really had no desire to do so. We experience the same thing with the Rebbe on several occasions, and especially in relation to Rosh Hashanah. There were people who faced severe obstacles against being with him for Rosh Hashanah. When they asked him personally, he answered that they should not come for Rosh Hashanah. If they protested and mentioned his warnings about the importance of being with him for Rosh Hashanah, the Rebbe responded as if he were angry with them and would not listen to another word. They acted accordingly and did not come for Rosh Hashanah. But those of us who had the privilege of being with him often were able to infer and indeed we heard it quite explicitly as well, that his innermost feelings were very different. It was only because they had asked about the matter in the first place that he was obliged to speak the way he did. There is a great deal to be said on this subject. A Rav or leader who is consulted about whether one should undertake something which involves self-sacrifice will inevitably answer in the negative, even though his real desire is that the questioner should indeed sacrifice himself and break all the barriers. This is why someone who really wants to draw closer and break all the barriers should avoid asking about the matter at all. Understand this well. Another thing the Rebbe said on this occasion was that there were cases of people who all through the year were unable to receive their tikkun, their rectification. On Rosh Hashanah, however, even they could. The rest of the year, even he himself was unable to give them their tikkun. But on Rosh Hashanah, he could. He said that on Rosh Hashanah he was able to achieve certain things and make certain tikkunim, which he was not able to the, re- the whole of the rest of the year. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom His Wisdom, 166 I heard that the Rebbe once said, People think I am worthy of this great level because I am a great-grandson of the Holy Valshemtov. Nothing could be further from the truth. It came in another way completely, and through this I was worthy. Mit einzach is megratan. My success came through just one thing. See his praises number 26. 167. The Talmud teaches, groaning breaks a man's body. Brachot 55b, Ketubot 62a. The Rebbe said that this was precisely his experience. In his youth, 
while striving to serve God, he would spend much time sighing and groaning. He would then test himself to see if he could lift his hand. His body was so broken and subjugated that he could not do even this simple task. 168. The Rebbe also told us of his great shyness. He said, I used to be so timid before God, I could literally feel the shame on my face. Often I would stand before God and feel embarrassed, as if I had been humiliated in front of a friend. There were times when I would actually blush, so great was my shame. This shame was always visible on the Rebbe's face. No one had ever seen anything like it. See his wisdom, number 210. The great tzaddik, Rabbi Nachum of Chernobyl, once saw the Rebbe as a youth in Medvedevka. He was astounded at the great awe that was visible on the Rebbe's face. He said that on the Rebbe's face, we can see the literal meaning of the verse, so that his fear will be on your faces, so that you will not sin. Exodus 20.17 The Alphabet Book Charity A. 51. Giving charity protects a person's offspring. 52. When one person prays for another, he is credited with having given charity. 53. If, despite having all he needs, a person looks disapprovingly at the poor people who approach him with outstretched hands, he will have the following prophecy applied to him. In the fullness of his sufficiency he will be pained. Heaven will reveal his sin. The abundance of his house shall depart. This is the lot of a wicked man. It will also be fulfilled in a person who enables others to enter into a business venture by giving them half of what they require, but when they, through their efforts, earn enough to repay him and have sufficient livelihood besides, is resentful and pained by their success. 54. When a person performs kind deeds for those who love God, he rectifies having blemished the Brit. 55. The merit of the poor saves us from the Gentiles. 56. When doing a mitzvah, don't try to have it not cost you, rather pay a full price for it. 57. For the sin of not tithing one's produce, the heavens are restrained and there is inflation. Kitzer Likutei Moharan 1, Lesson number 201 Charity Saves from Death Proverbs 10.2 1. There is a hint in the Aramaic translation of the verse, They made a sound in the house of God as on the day of the festival, Lamentations 2.7, that on Pesach a person should cry out in his prayers. 2. The verse, Charity Saves from Death, Tzedakah Tatzil Mimavet, is an acrostic for the word matzot, matzos. Copier's note. It would appear from this statement that giving charity is efficacious for saving a person on Pesach from the prohibition against owning chametz, leaven, which is associated with the side of death, and with helping him to eat his matzah in perfect holiness. This statement also enables us to partially understand the custom based on our early authorities and on the words of our sages of blessed memory of giving ma'oschitim, money to buy wheat for the poor before Pesach. 3. Distributing charity to the poor is an efficacious remedy for curing epilepsy. Holy Nofel, may God save us. This is alluded to by the phrase, He scattered and gave charity to the poor, Pizar Natan Le'avyonim, Psalms 112.9, whose initial letters spell out the word Nofel. Lesson number 202. 1. The more limited a person's intellect, the more it is necessary to give him honor. Therefore, a person must grow in knowledge so that he will not desire honor but will flee from it. Lesson number 203. 
1. Mordechai used to walk in front of the courtyard of the harem to know how Esther was doing. Esther 2.11 Esther, as is known, is associated with the Divine Presence. For Mordechai was able to ascertain the state of the Divine Presence through the conversations of women. Lesson number 204 1. The money that a person gives to a Torah scholar is literally the equivalent of studying Torah. Even a transgression cannot erase this money that a person gives to a Torah scholar, since transgression does not extinguish Torah. Sota 21a. This is indicated by the fact that the initial letters of the words Ve'en Avera Mechabat Torah, transgression does not extinguish Torah, spell out the word Ma'ot, money. Rabbi Nachman's Stories, The Seven Beggars When all their bread was used up, they began to walk, hoping to come to an inhabited area. They came to a path and followed it until they came to a small town. The children came to a house, and the people had pity on them and gave them some bread. They went to another house, and the people also gave them food. They thus began to go from door to door. The children realized that things were going well for them, and that people were giving them bread. The children promised each other that they would always remain together. They made themselves large beggars' sacks and continued going from door to door. They also attended all celebrations, such as circumcision ceremonies and weddings. They then decided to move on, and they went to the larger cities, where they also begged from door to door. They went to the fairs, where they sat together with the other beggars by the fences, holding their alms plate. Eventually, these children became well known to all the beggars. They all knew them, and were aware that they were the children who had been lost in the forest. Rabnusson's Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 174 God's compassion has helped us until now, so that we merited to hear lessons and stories such as these in the midst of the fierce machloket that raged in the Rebbe's day like a fire stretching up to the heavens, as they tried to swallow him alive, God forbid. But God had pity on his people, and we were worthy of having him settle in Breslov, where all his holy books were composed. Who can express God's mighty deeds? Who can utter all his praises? Tzaddikim are greater after their passing than they are in their lifetime, Chulin 7b, and since the Rebbe's passing, we have seen totally unprecedented wonders and enormous miracles, even more than we did when he was alive. For the Rebbe has given strength to an exhausted, relentlessly persecuted man such as I to write and publish books such as these, to compose and publish prayers such as these, and to assemble a gathering such as this for Rosh Hashanah in Uman. The list goes on. You have done much, Lord, my God. Your miracles and thoughts are for us. None can compare to you, for they are too many to enumerate or express. Psalms 40.16 We were also worthy of building a study hall here, and of praying in it several times on Rosh Hashanah. The God who has girded me with strength and who has helped me until now, not on my merit or power, but on the Rebbe's great merit and power, he will also help me now to complete the study hall here this summer, God willing, and to soon return safely to my home in Breslov. For even if I am a great coward, against this God has also made me worthy of having a great deal of holy boldness, and he has established my audacity against theirs. Thank God, I am as resolute in my opinion about what I think as a pillar of iron and walls of bronze. With God's help, I am readying myself for them with gifts, prayer, and battle. See Rashi, Genesis 32.9 For in His great power, God will help us. 
I have already spoken extensively with our friend, the bearer of this letter, Ripshmul Weinberg. I am waiting for his quick response, telling me the good report. I hope to God that I can gradually make my way to Breslov safely. It is impossible to understand what the Mitnagdim hope to accomplish by banishing me from Breslov. Anywhere I go, I am going to tell people about the truth of the Rebbe's holy teachings. So the people there will also become Breslov or Hasidim, the true Kasherim, pious among the Jewish people. In fact, I have considered the possibility that this is precisely God's intention. But it would be a great pity if I become separated from you so suddenly, God forbid. With God's kindness, I am confident in the Rebbe's great power, and that for his sake, God will surely not do this. Rather, he will help me with his miracles to return safely to my home in Breslov soon. Reb Letters, Year 2 Letter number 424 With thanks to God, Wednesday, the 11th day of the counting of the Omer, 5603, Breslov. Warm greetings, life, and blessing to my friend whom I love as myself, the illustrious, learned, and distinguished Rebbe Ephraim, may his light shine. To him, his wife, and his children, life, peace, wealth, honor, and all good forever. Amen. I received your letter, along with the 25 silver rubles, all in good order during the intermediate days of the festival. May God repay the deeds of those who helped and of those who enlisted the help of others in such a great mitzvah for the benefit of the wider community. May they receive full reward from God and may they enjoy success in all their endeavors, both worldly and spiritual. May they spend their days in true good and their years in pleasantness until they merit to gaze upon the pleasantness of God forever. Amen. May it be His will. Pesach has already passed peacefully and a little joyfully, and we have already crossed the Red Sea. Eleven days of the counting of the Omer have already passed in the 603rd year in the 6th millennium since the creation of the world. The holy days of Shavuot are approaching. May we only merit from now on to count the Omer with the appropriate concentration and feeling, such that each one of us will merit to cleanse himself of his impurity and pollution and to attain the great fear and awe of the giving of the Torah. May it be fulfilled that the fear of God be upon us, so that we will sin no more at all. I have nothing new to tell you right now, and besides, I am expecting you to come here, God willing, this coming Shavuot. No excuses. I wrote you already that our project has been completed, though I am deeply in debt, and I am hoping every day for Rav Nachman to return safely home. Nonetheless, I will not withhold the favor of sending you half a folio page as a sample. It is slightly smudged from having been handled so much, but it is fine, nice work with God's help. I hope to God that you will soon receive the complete volumes. You will all need to give more money for them, though, as I must pay more than 30 silver rubles per hundred to bring them here, and I have no one left to borrow from. This is besides the fact that I still owe more than 120 silver rubles. Salvation is in God's hands. I am confident that you will certainly do everything in your power to support me in this project, so that I will not be in debt, as well as to support me in my livelihood. I have a great many expenses, and now in particular, since, praise God, I have arranged a marriage for my son, may he live. Therefore, be sure to bring me money, a little or a lot, both for the project and for my livelihood, and God will finish for you. The words of your true eternal friend who prays for you, Nasan of Breslov. Shemot HaTzadikim Rabbi Chaim ben Atar, author of Or HaChaim 
Rabbi Nachman Kosover, his son, Rav Moshe, Rabbi Dov Ber, the Maggid of Mezrich, Rabbi Gershon Kitiver, Rabbi Wolf Kitsis, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef, Av Betin of Polnoy, his son, Rabbi Shimshun, Rabbi Kapel of the Siddur Kol Yaakov, Rabbi David of Kiliver, Rabbi Yechiel of Kiliver, Rabbi Mendel, the Maggid of Bar, Rabbi Nachman Haradenker, Rabbi David Furkus, Rabbi Moshe Kitiver, Rabbi Pinchas, Rabbi Yitzchak of Jerovich ben Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yechiel Michal of Zlachov, Rabbi Elazar Av Beitin of Amsterdam, Rabbi Pinchas Av Beitin of Frankfurt on Main, his brother Rabbi Shmelka, Rabbi Shavtai Rashkiver, Rabbi Aaron Karliner, Rabbi Shlomo Karliner, Rabbi Avraham Oppenheim, author of Eshel Avraham, Rabbi Cheskel Landau, Rabbi Baruch Frankel Av Beitin of Leipnik, Rabbi Elazar Rokeach, Rabbi Yaakov Yalelis, Rabbi Uri Strelisker, Rabbi Yehudit Svi of Stratin, Rabbi Avram Yeshua Heschel, the Rav of Apta, his son, Rabbi Yitzchak Meir, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef of Ostra, Rabbi Nachum, his son, Rabbi Mordechai of Chernobyl, Rabbi Elimelech, his brother, Rabbi Zusya, Rabbi Leib Hamochiach, Rabbi Yeshaya of Yanov, Rabbi Mendel Vitebsker, Rabbi Lipa Chemelniker, Rabbi Zev of Zitimer, Rabbi Yosef, the Maggid of Ostro, Rabbi Chaim Krasner, his son, Rabbi Moshe, Rabbi Leib Pistiner, Rabbi Lieber of Bredichev, Rabbi Leib Yitzchak, Av Beitin of Bredichev, author of Kedushat Levi, Rabbi Mordechai, the Maggid of Sharagrad, Rabbi Mendel Premishlaner. Rabbi Nelson's Prayers 2, Prayer number 7. All that remains of a person in this world after he passes away is his awareness and the holy words with which he illuminated his friends and children. You have taught us that such words must be shared by every person, even the least of the least, because every Jew possesses some awareness and holy words that no one else does. Each person must shine his awareness onto his friends, children, and all of the branches of his soul. In this way, we civilize the world, so that everyone will know about you, Hashem, and your holy Torah. Therefore, we have come to you, Hashem our God and God of our fathers, you who are God from beginning to end our shield and savior in every generation. In your vast compassion, save us. Help us pass on a legacy for generations. May the holy cord of Israel never be cut off. Pour onto us the true fear of heaven so that others will always heed our words about the importance of serving you and fearing you. May we speak with our friends and children every day about the fear of heaven. May they accept our words and awareness so that our words will never leave their hearts. May our words of truth enter their hearts. May they hear these words until they are established for them forever, like a firm tent peg, so that they will truly return to you. May we all illuminate our soul's branches so that we will leave behind the legacy of many worthy children and students. May these children and students produce many other children and students, onto whom they will shine the holy awareness that we learned and received from the mouths of our rabbis and sages. And so... May matters continue from generation to generation forever. Generation to generation will praise your deeds and relate your acts of might. May the verse quickly be realized in us. As for me, this is my covenant with them, says Hashem. My spirit that rests upon you and my words that I have placed in your mouth will not leave your mouth and the mouths of your children and the mouths of your children's children, says Hashem, from now and forever. Attaining the encompassing lights. May it be your will, Hashem our God, and God of our fathers, 
that we will attain the encompassing lights, that we will understand, comprehend, and draw into the core of our minds all of the awareness and clarity that we could not grasp previously. May we rise at every moment in great holiness and purity from level to level, from step to step. May we constantly illuminate the holy intellect and awareness of our worthy children and students. May we constantly attain new encompassing lights and draw them into the core of our minds. Our compassionate Father, give our hearts understanding so that we will lovingly understand and comprehend, hear, learn, and teach, guard, perform, and fulfill all of the words of your Torah. May we at last attain the supernal encompassing lights, which are the essence of the delight and pleasure of the world to come, the length of days and years, a truly good and long life, the encompassing lights that are higher than time, that are the vast goodness hidden away and concealed for those who fear you, the time span of the entirety of this world, that which was and that which will be, is totally insignificant compared to one day and even one hour of the world to come, which is higher than time, which is a day that is entirely long and good. Fortunate is the person who attains it. Boundaries for the Mind Guide me and teach me always to reign in my mind so that I will not even begin to entertain any inquiries or challenging questions. May I know what to speak about with my friends and erect a fence around my words so that I will remain quiet whenever it is proper that I do so. May I not destroy the boundary, heaven forbid, by posing challenging questions and inquiries that are forbidden to me. Shield me, guard me, and rescue me always so that the inquiries, challenging questions, and answers that are higher than time, those that time does not suffice to explain, will not enter my heart or mind. Master of the world, filled with compassion, guard my soul and rescue me from every sort of challenging question or inquiry. Help me believe in you with complete faith alone, without any inquiries or challenging questions whatsoever. Remove from my mind, thought, and heart every type of inquiry and confusion and every type of challenging question and answer regarding your holy ways. May I not even begin to engage in any theological inquiries. Instead, May I strengthen and sustain myself with complete faith alone, with truth, and with an upright heart. Master of the entire world, upright in your deeds, sincere and dealing sincerely with the sincere, help me attain true uprightness. May I truly embody the verse, Be wholehearted with Hashem your God. I will direct my thoughts to the path of integrity. When will I attain it? I will proceed with the uprightness of my heart within my house. A perverse heart will turn away from me. I will accept no evil. My eyes are upon the faithful of the land so that they will dwell with me. A person who walks on an upright path will serve me. I will walk in simplicity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. Sincerity and uprightness will guard me because I have hoped in you. Fortunate are those whose way is perfect who walk with the Torah of Hashem.